What is heavy running back draft strategy and how can you use it to win your fantasy football league in 2023? Michelle and I break it down right here, right now, as we begin another edition, another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iyer, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk. I'm a researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. It's a big week, Michelle, because we're trending toward a lot of fantasy football drafts going into effect this week for real so we'll transition from mock to actually having a team for a lot of you. We have a mock draft holiday coming up next Sunday. So we're going to do an all mock draft week here leading up to that. So we're going to look at different types of mock drafts, so the way that we might approach it and have one strategy over the other. We will go first today looking at heavy running back strategies. This is a bit old school, looking to stack a team here with the traditional position and load up the backfield and uh, see where that takes us here in a 2023 leagues where we only start two wide receivers. We're looking at half point PPR 12 team for what we're doing here. So a lot of uh, good stuff that we'll break down throughout the week to help you dominate your drafts, whether they're coming up next weekend or right before the season. Before we do that, I got to tell you, uh, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day is a big mock draft week. So thanks for joining us. Welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today. Get 10% off your first month. All right, Michelle, uh, I'll hand it over to you here to uh, kind of set it up for the folks here and how we're going to do this draft and uh, we're going to actually be drafting here live so explain that and uh, tell folks what you're looking forward to doing and uh, learning most here yeah so each day this week we want to try different strategies out just to see how our teams look like this is the time to practice you you have no idea how the actual your actual draft is going to go so practice it up see what kind of strategies you like so today we're only allowed to take running backs in the first three rounds both of us so no matter if a really good wide receiver falls to us, we're still going to stick with a running back in each of the top three rounds. We would not advise you do that in your regular draft, but we want to see what it looks like if we stack up these running backs early. And then from there, we can build out our team however we would like. Do we want to focus on wide receivers from there? Maybe still grab a tight end or a quarterback early and really you know, wait on our wide receivers. You and I can decide what way we want to go there, but it'll be fun to see how this all turns out, what our wide receivers look like when we are not taking one here in the first three rounds. Yeah, we'll start with the first three rounds. And we're again doing half point PPR, 12 team league. We'll have uh, 12 rounds. We'll do rounds one through three, then uh, go four through eight, then close with nine through 12. Michelle is picking from the third spot as we've uh, selected that here before the show, and I'm going to be picking at 1.8 and going from there. So let's uh, go ahead and then uh, mock here, and we'll tell you how it's going here. And uh, let's uh, go ahead and start. You ready, Michelle? Be on the clock? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right, let's go. 
I'm a little nervous about, um, so I think the one, three spot is perfection for me because, uh, a lot of people this year, I want to go wide receivers early yeah. because running backs have been, you know, kind of hurting us. So I really like that one Oh three spot because guess what? CMC is still there for me because Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson went at the one Oh one and the one Oh two. When I'm this early in the first round, even if we're not doing, you know, this type of draft where I'm saying I have to draft a running back early, I want to still like, I want, CMC or B. John Robinson here with my first pick because those type of workhorse backs you can't find later on, like guys that are going to get it done on the ground and through the air and have scoring opportunities. And I've been talking up Bijan this entire offseason. I'm not going to, you know, fake it now. I'm going with B. John Robinson over CMC. Might find me crazy for that. Uh, after my pick, though, it goes team four. Let's see who they select. It's frozen. Are you able to? Uh, Keep it going. Yes, I've got it. Um, I, I can tell you. It's Chris McCaffrey okay. at Team 4. I'm actually on the clock already. This is a sleeper going real fast for us here. Team 5, uh, got Tyreek Hill. We have uh, Travis Kelsey going at his uh, ranking spot at 6. I was hoping for Austin Eckler to drop, but now I've got to make a decision that 8 Eckler went to Team number 7. So, yeah, now this is a tough decision here, but I think I'm locking into one guy that I've had in the rankings pretty high and the guy that I think is going to carry low in his offense and the offense is going to be improved overall. So this is the decision, right? I have to look at Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. We know it's hard to invest in Jonathan Taylor or Josh Jacobs with all the uncertainty. So I could look at Tony Pollard. I could look at Derek Henry as well, but I'm going to go lock in with Nick Chubb and see what happens. So we'll start here. This is a tough spot, right? I mean, you could go deeper for wide receiver, but I think mostly when you're looking at eight through 10, you're probably going running back at this stage especially if a Chase, Jefferson, and Hill are gone, and as well as Kelsey. So I'm going Nick Chubb here, Michelle, at one and eight. I think that's a solid pick. I'm not – I don't know what it is about Nick Chubb. He just always doesn't seem to get it. Do enough for me to love to have him, but he's a super safe pick. And if Deshaun Watson and this whole offense can open up and they have more scoring opportunities, he'll be a steal this year. I mean, he was on fire to start the season last year. Uh, so if he continues to do that, it'll be a solid pick. All right. Interesting picks after me. We have Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs. So we knew the wide receivers could be in play there. Then Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry. I don't have to make that the decision here. Closing out round one. Then the, the turn came back with looking at A.J. Brown and then Amon Rossing Brown. They sandwiched uh, Patrick Mahomes went to Team 11 and C.D. Lamb goes to Team 10. So this worked out well because I was debating between Nick Chubb and Tony Pollard. Well, I'll just take Tony Pollard right here. I'm going to, for now, to have some clarity over the Jonathan Taylor-Josh Jacobs situation. It's something I'm going to avoid. Hopefully, I won't have to make that decision. But with Pollard still on the board, I do not. So I'm very happy with that start, Michelle, Chubb and Pollard. Yeah, I was really hoping he landed to me because if I started a draft with B. John Robinson and Tony Pollard, I would just tell everyone they can pack it up because there's no shot for them. But it does seem like Tony Pollard is regularly going at the early second round now, and he's not. Prior this offseason, he was easily making it back to you in the late second round, and you're able to have, uh, you know, you're going to get one of those really good running backs late in the second round. You can't do that anymore. Every draft I've been in for Mox, he's going earlier and earlier and earlier. Are you? I know we're both high on Tony Pollard, and you're obviously taking him here. Let's say you were at the turn, though, because would you risk? Would you uh, reach for Tony Pollard that high? 
I would think about it. Yeah. If I was at the turn and I know I could get a wide receiver in my back pocket, I would do that probably in this running back, running back strategy. I still probably would execute that. I mean, it's a little bit harder. I wouldn't be as happy because I would probably lose that on Chubb and Barkley there. And I'd have to make a decision between Henry and, and Taylor and Jacobs if we were going in this direction. So yeah, I, I like this combination Chubb and Pollard, two guys that are going to eat a chunk of their offensive touches. So I like those type of backs early. That's my goal. I don't want to end up getting with someone I'm not certain about in their role in their offense. So after I took Pollard, team seven, I went with Jalen Waddle. We had Josh Jacobs go off the board for team six. So Michelle won't have to make that call. Devontae Adams, their team five. And then Mark Andrews going so early. It's probably not going to happen in a lot of drafts, but Again, you got to be prepared for anything. So, Michelle, what are you going to do here to follow Bijan Robinson at 2-3 here? I'm picking Najee Harris. You know, this is a guy that I think is being overlooked because everyone wants Jalen Warren to be a thing, and I know he had a big run in the preseason. This is still Najee Harris's team. He's going to get... 350 touches this year. So now I get B. John Robinson in the first round, who's going to get 300 plus touches and Najee. I actually don't mind this at all. Uh, right after me, that is where like the Jalen Hurts goes and Garrett Wilson, who Garrett Wilson would be someone I would be considering at that spot if I wasn't going running back, running back. And then from there at the turn at the 301 went Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm back up and I have to go with another running back there's still some decent ones on the board you have travis Etienne, Brees hall jameer gibbs joe mixon i already have safe running backs here with my touches so i think i'm gonna go with the upside and take jameer gibbs some a, a guy that has a chance to really break out in his rookie season with how many receptions he should be getting so i'm gonna take jameer gibbs and go for that upside with since i think i have safety with my first two spots yeah, that's interesting, Michelle, because I, I was looking at Jameer Gibbs in this part of strategy as well. Like if I had the first two and then I'd feel more aggressive with uh, Gibbs, right? Because then you don't have to worry about the role. He's your RB3 that you're putting in the flex spot. I mean, if you get Jameer Gibbs in the flex, you're feeling really good about that. So I think that's what you're considering yeah. here is that you're replacing that flex that would have been a wide receiver with a running back that is going to touch the ball a lot. So I do like that aspect of this strategy for drafting. So really good pick there. Cause of course I had Gibbs really high on my board here. So the fact that he's still there, it's a great for you. So this is working on our favor so far because everyone is kind of all over the board with their picks uh, and, and you got to be prepared for anything here. So this is a tough one for me. I don't love what's left here, but I think I have to go with the pick that I feel the most comfortable with and I can do that because I feel I have a little bit of upside with my first two picks. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Joe Mixon with this pick. All right. So we both have our three running backs that we're starting our team with. This is, this is our foundation. And from here we have to figure out how to build the rest of the team while starting this running back heavy. So again, my three running backs are Bijan Robinson, Najee Harris, and Jameer Gibbs. While Vinny's three running backs are Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, and Joe Mixon. I'm going to say I like my three running backs more than yours. I think I'm winning so far. Yeah, because you got Gibbs. That's not fair. I wanted Gibbs to last me. But yeah, I do like Chubb and I Pollard. I wanted Tony Pollard. So, so they all work out. my guy. So I steal we, your guy. 
yeah, that's how it works. And that's what you're going to be prepared for with fantasy football drafts here. 2023, someone is always going to steal your guy at some point. It's just inevitable here. So we will get into the next rounds here, four through eight. But before we do that, uh, more about our sponsor, BetterHelp. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is sponsored and brought to you by BetterHelp. And Look, it can be tough out there, and uh, sometimes we need a roadmap to get us back on track if we've lost a little bit of direction in life. And uh, I use therapy. It uh, gets me there. If I'm a little bit lost, it's uh, like my GPS to say, look, you got this. You can go in this direction, and it's going to get me back on track. And if you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash lockdown, and you'll get 10% off your first month and check it out. It's a great way to get involved in therapy if you're looking to do so. All right, Michelle, it is a time to continue the show here, and we'll continue our mock draft. I'm on the clock here in round four. Again, re- quick recap, but Michelle had some good selections there. So I am now... And it looks like uh, we're going a little uh, fast here, and Michelle's back on the clock, so we're going to rewind here. Sleeper wants to go really fast, so on us, so Michelle. So, look, that's how it's going to go, right? You have to be prepared and on the clock, and you got to know what you're doing here. So, so I look, I all right, Michelle. Uh, it is interesting what happened here as we were looking to start round four. Unfortunately, a lot of wide receivers went. We had T Higgins. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Lamar Jackson, another quarterback, Calvin Ridley, who I really wanted to get here, then Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper. So our three running back strategy was hoping that we could get some better wide receiver values, but now we got to look a little deeper. So I'm not sure what to do. I think I have to go with the best player available, Michelle, and I do like a lot of what's available here. And there's still a few quarterbacks I like, so I don't know if I'm going to go in that direction. So wide receiver i'm gonna go with a guy that i really liked and i'm gonna go dj Moore right here that's a bold one and it really was unfortunate that all of those guys went right before your and i's pick because those are the wide receivers you're saying i'm comfortable with those guys as my wide receiver one if you get a d Samuel or DK Metcalf or even Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley like they have the upside to be a wide receiver one so you still feel good about that when you have three great running backs you're still able to grab that guy that can be a wide receiver one but once those come off the board it does get a lot riskier with the type of wide receivers you're going here for upside and I do think DJ Moore is a great pick there where if the Bears use him correctly and they target him a ton which they should be doing he could be a steal that pick Right after you went Aaron Jones, then two quarterbacks off the board with Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, and then DeAndre Hopkins, who is another guy that I feel like could get a lot of targets in the Titans offense. So he may have been a consideration there for my pick, but he goes right before me. So when I'm looking at wide receivers here that are available to me, the top guys are Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Drake London, not in love with any of those values. TJ Hawkinson is still on the board. That interests me. 
And then Justin Herbert is sitting here and you know, I've been super high on him, but I think, I think I'm going to go with a wide receiver that could really break out this year. I know we keep saying that I'm going to go Jerry Judy. I don't love it, but I, I feel like at least we know he can be Russell Wilson's wide receiver one. And if he gets the targets and he stays healthy, he could be a nice pick for me. I was hoping Justin Herbert fell back to me in the fifth round. He did not. He did not. So yeah, I went Terry McLaurin, Justin Herbert, and Keenan Allen there for team one. They got the Herbert Allen stack. And then it goes J.K. Dobbins. I'm back on the clock. And I think at this point, T.J. Hawkinson is just falling far too low on the board. Like he's such a good value here in the fifth round. I'm going to take T.J. Hawkinson, grab myself a tight end i can plug in every single week and not stress about it this is a this is a great value i feel like in the fifth round yeah that is really good i mean i think you're clearly headed toward taking hawkinson or herbert and you wanted to have your pick there of your wide receiver first and you were going to take whoever fell there so that's a good strategy to employ too is right it just think about what you need what the other teams might do and then be prepared to pivot and you did that pretty well there with hawkinson so Good job there to uh, address wide receiver and tight end. Now I'm back on the clock. I have DJ Moore as my wide receiver one. In between uh, Hawkinson and my pick, you had Damian Pierce go, Drake London, then Cam Akers. I'm okay with the two running backs going. And George Kittle, I was thinking about tight end, but now I think I'm probably off tight end in this particular round. So I think I'm just going to go for – I already have some uh, good – Running back depth, we know, by taking three. Wide receiver, I'm not that crazy about what's left. So I'm going to take a shot here at uh, one of my bang-the-table quarterbacks. It is uh, Trevor Lawrence here in this round. I knew you were going to take him. I knew it. I do think taking Trevor Lawrence in the fifth round is quite a reach. But if you want your guy, you get him because there's no – chance he I mean there's you don't know if he comes back to you right and if you're going to be upset that he's not there when he when you come back around at your turn you got to take the guy of fantasy football is all about having fun and having the guys you want to root for I personally think that's a huge reach for Trevor Lawrence but I appreciate you sticking to your guns and uh you know taking the guy you've been hyping up all season long yeah and look I know the way this draft is going too. That's also a go- like you lost your quarterback, right? That you were looking at, okay, he was probably yeah. going to be on the board. And some other drafts, these guys might be on the board. Uh, Burrow, Fields, Herbert, that grouping might be here. But I was a little bit concerned because now you're getting into some guys that I have questions about, including Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Richardson. I mean, I like Kirk Cousins, but I don't know if I could hold out too long here to go get him. So yeah. a little bit aggressive there to get this pick. Now I'm going to uh, – Go in a different direction here. This is a guy that we've also uh, gone after, and this is a guy that I think there's a drop-off. Now, I could maybe go for the stack with Trevor Lawrence, but no, I'm going with Darren Waller. There's just too much good value here, and I like it after uh, Pitts, Goddard, Kittle all went after Hawkinson. Yeah, I'm very jealous of that Darren Waller pick. Uh, As soon as I saw he was there, I kind of regretted my TJ Hawkinson pick because – I maybe I should have tried to go wide receiver and then try to land Darren Waller in this round. You would have sniped him from me, but I do love getting Darren Waller in the sixth round. I think he very easily could be a top three tight end this year. As long as he stays healthy, it seems like Daniel he's Daniel Jones's favorite 
target. And I do expect the Giants offense to still they're not going to be the best in the league, but I think they can be top 12 this year under Brian Dable with Daniel Jones, just getting his contract extension. I love that Darren Waller pick and I'm super, super jealous. And then man, I'm getting sniped left and right here, right after you Brandon. I'm fine with that. But then it goes, Mike Williams, one of my favorite Uh, players. I would have definitely drafted him here. Then Alexander Madison. I know I already have three running backs, but it always hurts to see him on any other team, but mine. And then Christian Kirk. So these wide receivers really are flying off the board. The top guy here available was Tyler Lockett. I don't hate that, but he's so inconsistent. And for a guy I'm going to have to depend on every week because he has to be in my, if I'm taking him here, I'm going to depend on him as my wide receiver too. I don't feel great about that. Marquise Brown should get a lot of targets. There's Deontay Johnson though. And he interests me a ton. I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. I know he's going to get 140 plus targets. There's no way he scores zero touchdowns again. If he scores seven, eight touchdowns, he will be an absolute steal there in the sixth round. Right after me went Marquise Brown, Dalvin Cook, and Tyler Lockett at the turn. Isaiah Pacheco right in front of me, and now I'm back, and I'm going to do it. I'm taking Jahan Dotson. I think this year he has a true shot of being the wide receiver one for the commanders. He could break out as a top 15 wide receiver, and I want him on my team. So in the seventh round, that's where I feel very comfortable taking him. And I'm loving my team at this point. B. John Robinson, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Jerry Judy, TJ Hawkinson, Deontay Johnson, and Jahan Dotson. That's a beautiful makeup so far. Yeah, and you're waiting on quarterback, and that makes sense. If you couldn't get your guy and I jumped on one and then somebody else – got uh, quarterbacks uh you're just going to wait a little bit and that's how you can play this uh, game yep. within the game with your mock draft or real draft and uh after you uh jordan addison went so we're looking for some upside here javonta williams another upside player mike evans not thrilled about there going i think there's some other upside receivers that they could have looked at there with the sixth team and then you look at deshaun watson's so another quarterback off the board so you got to be comfortable waiting at quarterback but if you're loaded elsewhere like michelle's team then you're in a good spot. Now, I could go anywhere here. I'm a little, of course, thin on wide receiver. I only have DJ Moore because I opted for quarterback tight end here. So I got to see if there's anyone I like with upside here at wide receiver or should I go and add some more depth to this backfield? So it's hard because there's actually some better values in the backfield that I wish I could uh, track right now. But I'm going to go a little bit safer. I need someone that's going to be involved here quite a bit. So I'm going a little bit uh, for a guy that we like. I'm going Brandon Cooks here. Nice. Love that pick. That's definitely a a guy that, you know, we talked about this. He feels like the boring pick because he's older, even though he's only 29 years old and he's a wide receiver too on his own team. And it just doesn't feel fun. Right. But I think you're going to get a lot of value out of that. It may come inconsistently, but you're going to get a lot of big weeks where Doc and Brandon Cooks connect on those deep touchdowns. And I I think at this late in the draft, he's a really good value. Yeah, and uh, there was an expectation, there was a report from The Athletic that everyone expects him to be the guy that's second to C.D. Lamb in catches, targets, touchdowns, yards, all the good stuff that you're looking for. And Michael Gallup's kind of faded here uh, in the view of this uh, offensive coaching staff. So Brand Cooks has had a great camp. I mean, that's why you want to pay attention to preseason camp, all the buzz coming out. And there's some reports that you got to take more carefully, but with Brand Cooks, you got to feel good about that because he's just a professional who's got a history of producing on a lot of teams. Now, we will look 
there at our next few rounds here. Uh, we're looking at the breakdown, and then we've done uh, now rounds three through seven. We've got pretty deep here, so we'll close looking at eight through 12 and looking at uh, where we're going to uh, round out our half part of our roster here as we do a half point PPR heavy RB draft. I do have to tell you that uh, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by FanDuel. And with FanDuel, it's a great time to get into it because football season, we know, is about to kick off. Week two of the preseason is done. Only one more week left, and then we'll have the regular season here just about two weeks. Football season is the right season to get to FanDuel because FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and a lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And uh, check it out. This is a great time to get in again. I'm excited for the FanDuel action to return all around here for the 2023 NFL season. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to close this uh, mock draft. So uh, let's get back on the clock here as we get into round eight we'll see what happens here before my turn all right i'm back on the clock after brandon cooks david montgomery went george pickens he was a consideration for me and maybe at this spot as well then rashad white didn't need him with the three running backs michael Pittman not crazy about evan ingram not crazy about michael thomas not crazy about pat freermuth uh okay i'm not as warm as I used to be, and I think uh, Michelle is off him as well. Dak Prescott maybe would have been a target for Michelle at quarterback, so he goes one pick ahead of me. So I could decide if I want to go for my third receiver here. I'm only starting two in this league, so I could just look for someone else and uh, go in that direction and build some depth. But I think, Michelle, I'm going to go after, I think, a – Upside wide receiver who's getting some more buzz. Talk about paying attention to the preseason. We've also talked this guy up. I think this is the right time. I think round seven, round eight for this guy, but I'm going Gabe Davis here. Ah, yes, I would have taken him. Love that Gabe Davis pick. And he is, he's looking good in the preseason. He looks healthy. And that's that's the biggest key here, right? That Josh Allen and Gabe Davis both stay healthy. He's going to get – they need him in that offense. He's going to make big plays. So you have some big play guys here that you just took with those two picks with Brandon Cooks and Gabe Davis. From week to week, it may be a struggle with inconsistency, but you just need one of those guys to hit in any given week, right? And they yeah. they will give you some week-winning performances. I, I So I like that build by you right after that went antonio gibson james cook aj dillon so a run of three running backs and then jackson smith the jigba rookie right before me got taken i'm back up on the clock there are some interesting wide receivers here with traylon burks Kadarius tony quentin johnston juju smith schuster but a lot of these guys feel very risky to me and not not anybody that I feel confident in. Like, I think that Gabe Davis pick was really the last one I would have felt so good about taking. So I think I'm going to look at other positions here. You were dead right about Dak Prescott being my pick. I was really wanting him. I think Dak Prescott is one of the best values in the draft this year. That would have really perfected my team if I could have grabbed him. Now that he's gone, the top guys are Tua, Anthony Richardson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Guys, I'm not looking to take here. I really i am not. So I'm still punting that position. And now I'm going to go back to running back. And I'm going to take a guy in Khalil 
Herbert, who I think will be the lead back for the Bears and be fantastic this year with getting touchdowns and a ton of carries and being super efficient. So he's my fourth running back. And right now that whole group is stacked. I'm going to have a lot of options for my running back position this this year. Right after me went Zach Charbonnet, David and Joku and Quentin Johnson at the turn, then Traylon Burks. I probably really should take a wide receiver here. Uh, but again, I'm just not loving any of them. So when I look at the running back still, it's Rashad Penny, uh, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams. This is kind of a gross spot, and it's a spot <laughs> I would love to take a quarterback. I think I might go for some upside here then because I don't love any of the running backs or wide receivers. I'm going to take some upside with Anthony Richardson and see what I get out of him with his rushing and his mobility. I, I might be screwed here in the first couple weeks of the season, but if he's bad, I'll just have to start streaming quarterbacks. I mean, I think that's not a bad way to think about it either. Like you're obviously going to add some quarterback depth, but this is around the time that people start to think about backups anyway. And I think you're going to have to get a second quarterback at this stage. Once you get past, uh, I think the Dak Prescott range, maybe Kirk Cousins and Tua, you could throw in that mix, but you're going to have to think about getting a strong backup that you might play the matchups and the, more of the platoon situation streaming. And after Richardson, Tua did go, then you had uh, the other Williams go, Jamal, then Kadarius Tony, Devin Chain went to create some depth here. So now I got to see what I want to do here. I've got my starting group, so to speak here. I got my three running backs to fill out flex, three wide receivers, so some depth there with Lawrence and Waller as my other starting spot. So I can pretty much do anything I want here. So I think I'm going to go into the best player available mode and try to get some upside here. So let's see what we have on the board. I mean, wide receiver might be just a good place to go in general for me to uh, just uh, make sure that I'm hedging my bet. So I already got uh, DJ Moore, so I think I'm going to add some Elijah Moore here. I, yeah, I'm getting less and less hot on Elijah Moore as we get closer to this season. It seems like the Browns offense might be a little bit not as solidified as we would have assumed with Deshaun Watson having a full offseason. There's reports out that they're really struggling as a whole offense together. Elijah Moore is going to have to be utilized like Debo, I think. And in that situation, then he could be very good for fantasy. I think Elijah Moore has just hurt me so many times now. I'm having a hard time getting on board, but I do agree with you that he's very talented. So he has it in him. I just don't know if it's ever going to actually show in the NFL. Yeah. Um, this is just a little bit of a depth and adding some guys. I mean, yeah. this is the luxury you have in starting a two receiver league, right? So now I don't know if Elijah Moore will ever make starts for me. He may not, but I have him on the bench and by weeks or injuries or anything. So I'm just looking for some upside on the bench here as much as possible. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's why I kind of like having a three wide receiver starting league because why is a guy just sitting there and not being used that could have some value and talent on another team? So that's just a personal preference for me. But, look, I might need to start addressing running back again here. After me, we had a few interesting picks. Uh, Rashad Penny, I was thinking about him. Aaron Rodgers, Zay Flowers, Portland Sutton back on the turn. We have Brian Robinson finally goes, Samaj P. Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Juju Smith Schuster. And now I'm on the clock. But this is the beauty is I don't have to force running back because I do have three and I have some wide receiver options. So I don't have to go in that direction. So I think I'm actually going to look at uh, maybe the quarterbacks and maybe add someone with a little bit of 
juice here that I'm going to have. And it's odd that sometimes I do this, but I'm going to do it here because he's a good value. I'm going after a player like, and it's Jordan Love, just for some depth. Mm, very interesting. That's not who I thought you were going towards. I thought maybe you were going to take the guy I'm looking to grab in a little bit here. Uh, Jordan Love, yeah, I have, we have no idea, right? He's a complete question mark. So if you want to give him a shot late in drafts and just see, maybe he's a breakout player. You have no idea. He, in my mind, he'll be on waivers real fast, right? You're going to be dropping him in a couple of weeks, but maybe I'm dead wrong. And he ends up being good for fantasy right after your pick went Alan Lazard, Rashad Bateman, uh, rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid, Damian Harris. I'm back up. I don't think I'm going to grab my second quarterback just yet. And again, the only reason I'm looking to even take a second quarterback is because I waited till the ninth round to take quarterback. I landed Anthony Richardson. He's such a question mark and scary that I feel the need to have two quarterbacks on my roster entering week one. But if I were to, if I spent up on Justin Herbert, I wouldn't even be looking at a second quarterback at this point. I don't love any of the wide receivers here besides maybe if I reached on Tank Dell, but I think that's too early here in the 10th round. I don't want to get too crazy on rookie hype. So I'm going to scroll down here a little bit, and this is something that you want, you're going to want to keep an eye on, right? The ADP on your app may not always be perfection, and guys who haven't been going this offseason due to you know not getting the hype are probably lower down because people haven't been selecting them. But I'm going to go Kenneth Gainwell, a player that I think will keep Climbing up here on boards before we get into next week with all the hype that he's the Eagles starting running back and, the, you know, the guy that's going to get the first and second down work, plus the goal line work and short yardage work. So it seems like a reach here because he's so far down the list. But I think in your normal drafts, he will be going now in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. Yeah, that's a good call. Now you can, can kind of go off the board. This is what I do. I stop looking at the rankings and I just look for guys that are still available that I like. And I will go rogue and it, it tends to work out uh, pretty well. So interesting now, Michelle, you're back on the clock with Cole Komet, Odo Beckham Jr., the Eagles D and the kicker. We're not going to go anywhere near those positions here in our drafts. So, so yeah. that's the advantage sometimes of those leagues is uh, some People will jump on these positions earlier. So now you have another shot to get some depth here, Michelle, at this uh, pick in the 11th round. Yeah, and I think I'm going to go with Sky Moore. He offers me upside at the wide receiver position. If he does end up being Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver one, it could be a great pick for me here. These type of players where you're taking with one of your last picks for your skill position players, they're guys that have you just want to shoot for the moon for. A guy that's in a situation that could really, truly break out. And if they don't, then you can drop them. And you're going to you have to drop people anyways to start using the waiver wire. So I like to go for huge upside there. And that's why I'm going, you know, you, there's a lot of different options. It could have been Jalen Hyatt, Sky Moore, uh, you know, my dude Tank Dell. But I'm going to go with the guy that gets the best quarterback passing him the ball. Now, Michelle, that's a really interesting uh, way to look at it. And I, I really appreciate that because, look, upside is the biggest thing that is going to get you in these last rounds that are really going to help your team versus just settling for a guy that's not going to be all that interesting. So after you a couple more defense, we went 49ers bills, a couple more kickers. This is what's going to happen in a lot of leagues where people just said, Oh, I got to fill out all my starting spots. Don't do that. Don't fall in line with that. Do other things and the zag where everyone else zigs. And I'm going to do that too. This is something I do. If I know there's a clear handcuff, I feel like I've invested so much in Nick Chubb 
if I don't invest in Jerome Ford, I feel like I'm silly. So, and look, and look, I can't necessarily protect Joe Mixon and Tony Pollard. We don't have clear-cut backup situations, but I know if Jerome Ford's out there, so I'm going to take him. All right. Uh, yeah, so we've talked about this before, right? How we differ in kind of that strategy there with handcuffing your own player. I like to grab handcuffs from other players because if there's an injury, maybe you can steal another starting running back instead of only being able to use your player. If you're, you know, a guy that you spent a top two pick on a top two first round pick on, you know, gets injured, you're kind of screwed anyways. Right. But maybe Jerome Ford, you know, can get that, those type of carries that Kareem Hunt had, and you can actually utilize him before anything may happen to Nick Chubb. And I also look at it this way, right? I have some built-in depth there with Pollard and Mixon, so that gives me the luxury to go after the handcuff. Actually, it does because now I look, okay, I have some pivots there if uh, Chubb is out for short term. now. But I look at this offense, great offensive line. We've seen Dearness Johnson come through when Chubb has been out. We've seen Kareem Hunt come through. Jerome Ford is a clear number two, and I I want those points. I don't want someone else to get those points. I invested in Nick Chubb. I want the Chubb fallout points here if that makes any sense so i'm gonna do that now i'm back on the clock here now i might go back looking at wide receivers i'm not looking too much at other spots now i'm not that excited about what's left of wide receiver but i'm gonna do something that michelle kind of did a couple rounds ago and i'm gonna go with upside i'm gonna go with rasheed rice and see what i'm gonna get from him. another big play potential player with patrick mahomes yeah i'm and, and right now it could be Sky Moore or Rasheed Rice. I feel like it's a 50-50 bet at this point. So just take the one that you feel more confident in. And it's really just about taking that shot with which wide receiver gets to have the top targets from Patrick Mahomes. This is my last pick here at the 1210. And I am looking. I, I want more wide receiver depth because all I have right now is Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, and Sky Moore. Or do I want a backup quarterback because I have Anthony Richardson? And I I think I'm going to go that route because I, Russell Wilson, is someone that I do think will come back to life a bit this year. And he has very high upside. And then I also get the stack with Jerry Judy. So I think that's a double win for me there. So I'm going to end my draft with Russell Wilson. Obviously, in a normal draft, we're ending in round 12. You'll probably keep going for, you know, 15, 16 rounds. You'll start looking at kickers and defense in those last rounds, maybe one or two more skill players. But this is where we're going to end this draft. My team now, I started with running backs, Bijan Robinson, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs. And then to round out my running back room later on, I took Khalil Herbert and Kenneth Gainwell. My wide receivers are Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, and Sky Moore. My tight end is TJ Hawkinson. And then since I waited to take Anthony Richardson, I also took Russell Wilson. So those are my two quarterbacks on my roster. Vinny, run through your yeah, team. Well, yeah, well done. I really like your team. I think it's a – and this shows, hey, running back depth is still possible to dominate in that sense. And let me look at my team here. I started out early with uh, Nick Chubb. We know Tony Pollard. I was fortunate to get him. Then I had to go with the third running back, Joe Mixon. So he's my start in the flex. DJ Moore, I'm excited about there as my next pick. Then I went away from the non-quarterback tight end positions by going Trevor Lawrence, Darren Waller back-to-back, then add some more depth here with some big playability with Brandon Cooks. Excited about that. Gabe Davis, more big playability. Elijah Moore, maybe an integral part to what they're doing there in 
Cleveland. So looking at that, and then I got more Cleveland, I guess, with Jerome Ford as a backup. So I do like the way the draft kind of played out. And I do like that I have kind of a cutoff at quarterback. I think I'm right there with you. I'm in the Herbert Lawrence look at quarterback. I'm in the Waller Hawkinson range at tight end. I kind of want to get into that range a little bit to go there. And I think I think you made a good pivot. You didn't get the tight end quarterback you wanted, so you, or you did get the tight end you wanted. But when you go to Richardson and Wilson, I think that's a good way to approach it. I mean, who says it has to be one quarterback the whole year? I think you have two options there, and you have a stack with your second quarterback. So I do like this makeups of these teams, and maybe it's just that uh, we got a lot of players we like right at different spots, and we trusted the wide receiver depth, and that's what works here. If you know what you're doing, quarterback, tight end, and wide receiver – you're going to be okay taking running backs early. And that's what you have to know. You just have to embrace the path, live with it, love it, and see what your team does. And uh, I think the results say this is a good way to go, but uh, we know this is not the only way to think about drafting a team. Yeah, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be doing the exact opposite, zero RB strategy. So that's where you wait a really long time to take your running back one. You go heavy on the wide receivers. Maybe you take a quarterback early. Maybe you take a tight end early or you do all of the above and you really wait on those running backs. So your build's going to be completely different. You can win in any of these ways. We're not saying one is the correct way or the wrong way. It's just a way to look at how your team is built out. Personally, today, I love how my team ended with this heavy running back build. But I also think it matters where you are at your pick, right? At the 103, I think that's a really good spot to do it. At your pick, maybe not so much because that's where you can find such good values at wide receiver in the first and second round. So it all just depends. So tomorrow, you'll get to see a whole different strategy, and that will be fun. Yeah, thanks again for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. Your destination become the smartest fantasy football player in your league again. We'll uh, break down mock drafting all throughout this week. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.